Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the second edition of the Bill and Beer episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 65. That is a draft pick episode. Uh, my name is Logan Wortman, recording this one on the evening of Sunday, November 19th. And as usual, I am joined by my glamorous co-host, Jacob Roth. How does it feel to be on the Bill and Beer episode? Feels great. I don't know if I said this in episode one. I probably did, but I am like, the way I played basketball was like great value, Bill and Beer. Uh-huh. That um, is what you said. Yeah, because that's the first thing I think you want to think of Bill Lambeer. Yeah. Uh, and then that he was kind of mean to people on the court. <laughs> and what a more, there is not a more fitting topic to open this bad boy That is with. perfect. Yeah, I didn't even I think didn't of even that. I didn't even think of that. Uh-huh. We almost, I almost said, well, we, last episode we recorded was on Tuesday. It was the so same day that, that this happened. It was happened. the same day that this event happened. Yep. I thought maybe we should just pull the trigger, just record again. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Logan, because so, I'm just going to start yelling the second I think about it, what topic happened on Tuesday evening that has caused some turmoil and ripples across the league? Well, uh, Draymond Green literally tried to kill a man on a basketball court. Did you see the, the uh, SNL skit for it? That happened last night? I did not see that. I just I, watched like, that I right before up, we started recording. I was trying to get an article to make sure I have all my details right, yeah. like the fines and the... Because obviously I saw the event happen live and I'm like, what the heck just happened? Mm-hmm. And then um, the, I've not seen the SNL. Yeah. Uh, is, is it actually pretty good? Because SNL is like funny. hit or miss. Okay. Yeah, no, it's funny. Like he's like, you know, this whole thing is being blown out of proportion. And Michael Che's like, you literally choked a man on a basketball court. <laughs> and he's like, well, I was trying to kill him. <laughs> And that is what it looked like. Uh, Draymond Green was like just purely unhinged. And it, I don't like the claim that the reason he did it was because Gobert had clay in a chokehold. That is, he he was also, already jumping before no. like Gobert even had his arm around clay. Gobert? So like if you watch the full 10, I don't know. Full 22 is what they call it in football where you see everybody on the court. I don't know what the basketball equivalent is, but the full court view you see Draymond already going yeah. like. I, it feels like he was like, oh, a fight broke out. And the, this is a Minnesota. To, this is a Wolves game. I have now have an excuse to go jump on Rudy Gobert and choke <laughs> well, him. I'm not even going that far. I'm just saying that like Draymond definitely has a role for that Golden State team. Yeah, but why did he jump on Rudy Gobert? Well, he had, his, he had his, he had his like eyes locked on as soon as like he noticed, oh, there's fighting. He like locked on to Rudy Gobert and it's like, I'm going after him. 
Well, and my thing is, uh, I was like, if we would have recorded that immediately, I'm glad that we gave it time to sit because the immediately after the game, Steve Kerr was like, well, Draymond went after Rudy because he had clay. Yeah. And then if you like watch, as you said, Draymond, it was like almost so close. You can't tell who made contact first. Yeah. Of of Rudy Gobert getting to clay to pull him off Uh and Draymond immediately going to a like lock it in a sleeper hold. Yeah. The thing is they say Rudy Gobert had clay in a chokehold. It was like. No, okay. Rudy Gobert was it, around Clay. It just looked, around. It looked a little like a headlock right as Draymond was jumping onto him, but it was like an accidental. Like it was like Draymond or like Gobert was like grabbing Clay to be like, "Hey, let's like take it easy, like break this up." Type Rudy of thing. Rudy was, yeah, yeah. Gobert was, and then Clay was like he like moved to the side kind of like trying to get out of it a little bit and that's when he he like hit the inside of gobert's arm so it just kind of it was like in a in a chokehold type of formation yeah and then a six foot six 230 pound man like you rocketed him backwards yeah which made it look even worse yeah (laughs) um so if you don't know that's the measurements roughly for draymond green yeah uh so i just i was just gouched just like, Draymond, what the heck? And the thing that makes me the most mad is everybody thinks Draymond still, like, needs the benefit of the doubt. Draymond has curb-stomped someone's sternum. Yep. Incidentally. Yep. Prevented, potentially, tried to, like, stop three different NBA players from having children <laughs> by b- popping testicles with his foot. Let's let's make sure we get that right. So, I, I don't know how many it's been, but there's been at least Stephen Adams and LeBron James. Was there another player? I'm not sure. Okay, so maybe it is two. If we're yeah, let's be like legit. That's a good idea. Let's be 100 percent factual. Uh huh. Is there a third? There okay, might anyway, be. But we'll those just say two we I know will for sure. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's only those two. Yeah. Then also tack on the um this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's numerous other things. Uh, punching Jordan Poole, his own teammate, in the face. Yeah. A year Pun- ago. Like. In a regular world, I'm at work scenario, that's just assault. Yeah. That's, there's no other way. And I get that it's like high tensions and I like, but you were, do let's actually play a game, Logan. Mm-hmm. How many games has Draymond been suspended for physical, alter, like these types of physical things? How many games do you think it has been? I'm going to guess seven. It is six. Oh, wow. It is six games from the NBA. So I don't know one, if the of Warriors the, one of the nut shots he didn't get he didn't get suspended for no, one of the, the the only the finals nut shot the LeBron one and that would technically they say it wasn't even a suspension for that it was just the fact that he reached his limit of technical fouls for the playoffs so, and maybe that's where I'm getting things mixed around like I don't but still just, it was essentially I've, you know that that was what got him suspended but these five games and then one other game. For what other people would consider a rap sheet in the regular yeah. world uh-huh. of just assault and battery, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to like if you get any other job like you said if you get punched in the face at work, like that's <laughs> there should be a bigger issue than Steve Kerr just saying we'll handle this internally. There will be no suspensions. There we are not going to change anything about our season. Well, and I like, and I, I'm get, like the benefit of doubt is like, this is a different, it is not a normal workplace. It is ele- just everyone's. Yeah. 
in the video, but it's though, still it not okay. Look, it looked very unprovoked in the video. It did. Oh, well, because well, and then all the stories come out of it. It was pretty much Jordan Poole being like, "I got my money," yeah. and like telling everyone that. But like, you're telling Steph Curry, "I got my bag." Yeah. That means like, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that uh, is also alleged. It sounds that might have been a. a What's it called? Propaganda from Draymond's a pro, camp. A pro, a, a pro Draymond because propaganda. Because according to Steve Kerr and also Steph, when Steph spoke out, spoke out about it, they were saying Jordan Poole has had nothing but a great attitude, but which might be overselling it a little bit the other direction. But well, because now looking at him alone in Washington with not like a giant re- re- regimented like focus child. Uh, mm-hmm. approach not that he's a child but you know what i'm saying like focus on what what is a hand like there's videos on the internet of jordan Poole during a timeout just not looking yeah at what's going on in the huddle of them like drawing up this play and being mm-hmm. like this is what we're doing and then he'll be like looking around looking and then for assistant, <laughs> and then assistant coach will like be like dude look and so yeah. then he'll look and then realize that he missed it they've already erased the play <laughs> and so then he'll just be like well, might as well pull up from thirty foot anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't say that obviously, but like that's that's just what happens on the court. There's a play running, and then Jordan Poole's like, "They gave me a foot. He check." Yeah, and people got mad. Uh, you remember that uh, video? It might have been even in the preseason, but I think it might have been one of the first games of the regular season this year where Jordan Poole had 27 points going into halftime, but it was still at some point in the second quarter. And he got the ball, and it was a pretty deep contested three that he just took. He just launched it. And Denny Avdia was wide open on the wing and, like, had his hands open for, like, hey, swing the ball over to me. Also, it should be noted out, a lot of people overlook this, the reason why they had the offensive possession then is because Denny Avdia got a tur- forced a turnover on the other end. <laughs> um, and But Jordan Poole just pulls it. And Denny of Dia kind of like go like does uh, one of these things, you know, has looks like a little bit disappointed, I guess. And, and like, like, why did you just shoot that? Like, what the heck? A little bit frustrated. But a lot of people, most of the reactions I saw from that were people mad at Denny of Dia saying that that was a bad teammate for for acting like that. Which Denny of Dia is like my new guy. Like, I, <laughs> I want him to get out of Washington. Yeah. Or I want Washington to become a situation he's deserving of. Uh-huh. Like he's like one of my guys that might become like a, like guys that will maybe never be like a Celtic in terms of like. But I still am like I like that guy. Yeah, uh-huh. he might be my new Shay or my new Ant, but like at the not superstar yeah, level. Yeah, at the role player level. Yeah, just just because he just like he just does stuff like that where he like does the. There's so many guys out there that do the three, like they're three and D guys, but they do the three and not the D. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he definitely does both. Uh-huh. Like and cares. Even it, though he's on a team that's gonna win like twelve games, he's like, come on. <laughs> he was in an interview and he told the Washington Wizards fans, he's like, I'm sick of going to our games at home and hearing other teams' chants. We need to <laughs> fix this. And I'm like, Daddy Diva, go! Yeah. Go! Go, King! <laughs> Keep your head up. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, so that that whole situation was funny because people were saying that he was a bad teammate for acting like that, but it's like obviously nobody can know, but I I would assume there's probably more things that led up to that type of moment than just that play. Yeah, it wasn't the <laughs> I got a steal, I should have gotten the shot. Yeah. Or the I it, I forced the turnover. I think it's a pattern that he's starting to recognize with Jordan Poole as a teammate. I think it's something more like that. <laughs> 
and he's just like a little frustrated. Yeah, just a little bit frustrated, and I, like I get why he would be. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of frustrated, I've been shocked how quiet Steph was through that whole thing. He had the one thing that he brought up, but I haven't seen anything else out of Steph on this Draymond. And because Clay just got fined and kicked out of the game, he didn't get anything further. Yeah, which let's touch on that so, too. How the fa- yeah. how the the fight broke out. The the the, the brawl. Was, I I've seen so many Warriors fans trying to argue that Jaden McDaniel started the fight. There, there's no world. I don't even think Jaden McDaniel should have been fined personally like it's still gets the tech but not fine yeah i think the tech makes sense because you know he did rip somebody's jersey (laughs) like that he still did that (laughs) but at the same time clay should get much more of a punishment than jane mcdaniels did because if you watch the play again for no reason at all maybe if you watch like plays leading up to it you see some more stuff some more context but all from what i saw from what i saw as the beginning of it was clay boxing out boxing out i put in quotes because you're not allowed to box someone out while facing them that is illegal and, <laughs> and he just has his hand on his chest and he's literally grabbing the collar of his jersey he he ran he like for all extents and purposes clay turned into a football guard and just put a hand right here and uh-huh. started going down the court yeah <laughs> like there was no like box out locate the ball it just was I don't want to turn around and put the effort to make sure you don't get the rebound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put my hand on your chest and then walk yep. towards my assignment on defense. And the thing is, Jane McDaniels didn't even like freak out until like after he didn't let go. Yeah. After the ball came down, somebody got the rebound. They're going the other way and he's still holding his Jersey. And Jane McDaniels starts like twisting him around and trying to get him off. And then he grabs his Jersey. Like it's like, how do you like it type of thing? And I watched the game live. So like, you saw that Clay and they they were at each other for a couple of possessions back and forth, but it's I don't know if anybody's watched McDaniel's play basketball. Mm-hmm. He kind of just is just that the whole time. He like get, but he doesn't like really get into big. You're rah-rah. saying like not emo- not emotional. Yeah, he doesn't like okay. really throw emotion like. It, I shouldn't say he's void of emotion like some people are. Yeah, because obviously he just broke his hand <laughs> right before the playoffs by punching yeah. a wall at halftime. <laughs> but, like, uh, it, it took a lot. It built up. It wasn't just yeah. this one, like, Clay might have done things like that. I didn't. I don't remember. I just remember seeing them always running down the court side by side, like, just bumping into each other, playing mm-hmm. basketball. And then it just peaked into this craziness thing. Yeah. And then Rudy Gobert is slowly... Like, he had this weird villain like arc to him yeah he's like a hero (laughs) yeah he's like he went up to uh, minnesota he's giving ant the big man he deserves Uh uh-huh and he's the reason that d-lo's gone he's just doing all these things that are just good for basketball Uh specifically minnesota basketball and now he just takes a chokehold from draymond (laughs) yeah and i love how as he's going down his hands are like it's not like uh, the reaction you would normally get from getting choked. It was more like, why am I getting choked? <laughs> and it's like he knows that he's like not in genuine danger. Yeah. He, but he's he, just like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why me was the energy that, that he was giving. And it's, I think it's funnier because his arms are so long. It's yeah. just like outside of the frame, just like, whoops. Yeah. Uh, and it. I think five games isn't enough just because of Draymond's past. I agree. Um, I'm like, when I first saw it, I think 
I think I sent you that Draymond should never be allowed to play basketball again. Yeah. Or I sent that to some. That's not true. That's. I've calmed down. I wouldn't be mad about it, but I I agree it's probably not right. I would probably be like, I get it, but that's a bit strong. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but I would if they would have said you can't play till you're ineligible for all awards this year because you're not going to play that exact amount of games. Or how about how about just leave for the season and like. Come back once you've once you've changed once you've once you've like worked on some things like go think no. about your life from a real basketball like not real <laughs> from what seems realistic I wish they would have given him because you need to play sixty five right for awards yeah mm-hmm. I wish they would have suspended him twenty would it be twenty seven um to knock you down oh no. yeah technically seven seven be twenty seven to yeah well Se- yeah seventeen you're right yeah right. so I wish they would have suspended him for. 17 games mm-hmm. so he just can't get awards yeah unless he plays every single game allowed so then he gets suspended for 18 games yeah so he just can't get awards yeah. this year for mm-hmm. anything none of the bonus money that comes with it none of the anything like that uh, mm-hmm. and he's already losing a lot of money from not playing in those games if the warriors actually choose to be like we're not going to pay you for those because you got suspended <laughs> but maybe draymond's been there long enough that they'd be like yeah, we'll give you some of it. Or I don't I don't I don't know if there's like things they have to do. I have no idea. Yeah, but, me neither. Um I just was like, come on. Like what in the heck? Mhm. Cuz it wasn't even like like there's like in the in the heat of a in a game of any sport, like where things are going and you're either if you're down big or whatever and you just like something happens and it gets the best of you and then it's like done. Mm-hmm. But like it that does that was not the energy that was portrayed. Oh, is it almost never is whenever Draymond does something. It's just one little thing. Not even that. It was 0-0. Yeah, it was less than two minutes into the game. Like, there was not, like, this giant, long, they've been going at it. Yeah. There was, what, four or five possessions in? Like, it wasn't this crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was It was just like, what in the... I, uh, and I guess we should yeah. mention we should touch on like Draymond and Gobert's history because that's why I do think that that and wouldn't so, have, if it was somebody else who would not have gone at him like that. It was the fact that it was Rudy Gobert, and that's how probably very true. They've that's, beefed with yeah. each other in the past and uh, taking shots at each other in the media. Um, with Gobert making comments about this is probably where it got to a level where like it was pretty national and everybody's like, oh, look at this. When um, Gobert made comments about Draymond punching Jordan Poole and saying that he was like unprofessional or, you know, just taking some jabs at him. And then um, Draymond, like basically saying the exact same thing word for word, like verbatim, tweeted this same exact thing Gobert did when Gobert punched Kyle Anderson um, uh, at the end of last season. Okay, I didn't realize how early it started, but apparently... It started after Draymond's first DPOY. Okay, so 2017? ES- yes. Okay. ESPN asked Rudy Gobert if it's fair. Uh, if if the awards are fair, is it you? And then Gobert laughs, says, you have to study a lot of things. There's a lot of factors. I think guys like Draymond have a tremendous... Had a have had a tremendous season, and he's uh, great at guarding multiple positions and switching. But before myself, I impact people that I'm not guarding. You know, which oh, is yeah. very true. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you can't attack the paint the same way if Rudy Gobert is on the court. Yeah, 
You just not at all. Ac- actively don't. Yeah. Uh, so like him just existing changes the way that the four people he's not guarding have to play the game yeah. of basketball. It changes the geometry of the court. I think that Draymond deserves a DPOY of some point in his career just because of, I oh, know yeah. that it should not be, but that's where it started. Cause I think he got started and then Draymond said, I can't play defense against his defense. It don't matter. I don't know what that means. Me neither. But that's what Draymond said. Uh, and then there was a Bleacher Report thing that said, Perimeter Kawhi in the paint green. And then Rudy Gobert just quote tweeted, quote tweeted, quote X'd, whatever, LMAO. Just that was funny on this Bleacher Report thing. Uh, mm. And then it was it just all of these things that are just like in an interview, they would single out each other. Yeah. And then Draymond bullied uh, Rudy Gobert after he cried for getting snubbed from the All-Star oh, yeah. game. There's that. I remember that. Um, I guess I should cry too. No Charlotte. Because uh, he also didn't make it. Yeah. And Charlotte uh, was the host of the uh, game that year, the All-Star game. Yep. Which they almost weren't because of gay stuff. Not like gay, gay pride. Sorry. I need to pride stuff. Sorry. Oh. Like active. Not like. What does this mean? What do you mean? Slur. No? no, because the city of the. State of North Carolina, like, had a gay bill or, like, an anti-gay bill. Oh. And so it got moved and changed. Yeah. They well, almost had to take it out of Charlotte because the NBA was making a stance. I don't know. I realize now that when I just said gay stuff, yeah. that that, like, sounded, like, aggressive. But, but no, it, it was, like... Even, even with context, dude, like, I don't know if you should describe it like that. <laughs> no, but it was, like, it, no, it's, like, a gay bill. or else. Yeah, yeah, but so they it was because they were trying to, what's it called? Uh, stand no, it was just a, a gay a, bill. Take a stand against, yeah, but it something. wasn't the fact that, like, there were, yeah, it was, like, there was something that the Charlotte or North Carolina government was passing that the NBA disagreed with on a... Uh, Enough of a level that they talked about moving it. Yeah. Oh, it was a bathroom bill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who can go into bathrooms and stuff? Yeah. So it wasn't gay stuff, but it was that umbrella of L. Can we cut that out? Yeah, I'll just I'll cut this out. <laughs> no, you can leave the. I said that's a gay bill okay. or whatever. I just don't know the acronym. <laughs> LGBTQ. Yes. Yeah. But there's more, isn't there? Well, technically, but I think isn't most it like okay. AI AI plus? Yeah, there. I think you can find at least twelve or whatever different kinds of different lengths of it. But I think most people are okay with you just saying LGBT. I'm just gonna LGBTQ. say L. Yeah, we should just probably cut that. Actually, I don't care. Do what you want. Okay. Whatever you deem think makes the most sense. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they went. Uh, so. The game was in Charlotte. How did we get there? Draymond was making fun of Gobert for crying, which is an it is a very funny video that whenever it pops back up on my timeline, I laugh at it. It just seems so forced and so like oh, dramatic. And I forgot um, about this wrinkle of the whole thing is Gobert was very obviously vocal about Draymond punching Jordan Poole and then Rudy Gobert punched slow-mo Kyle Anderson in the chest. I did you not? I just said. Is that what you that. said? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I missed. <laughs> were you reading like their history? No, I was or like scrolling through to make sure I didn't forget something big. And then that popped up. I was like, oh, duh. And so I said, okay. even though you just, like, my brain computed. Yeah, that was like how, that was like how I started the whole, uh, their history together. Yeah, I'm was, stupid. That's what I brought up. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. 
so uh he made he made a tweet about something like he said something about draymond um being a bad teammate you know when he punched jordan Poole, and then draymond just like directly quoted him verbatim and made the same exact tweet when draymond punched kyle insecurity is always loud yeah that's what it was Mm. so definitely got some history there i'm sure that had a lot to do with draymond's actions um but something that's funny that is gonna come out of this is I saw somebody say that uh, the NBA needs to administer tranquilizer guns to their referees in order to fix this issue with Draymond Green. Um, I think that is wild. I think that's hilarious. Um, that's no, that's like a funny haha. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like that should like yes, obviously that has to be a joke. But that that would be wild. I would I that if I could just like snap my finger to make things like change in the universe, you know, that would be one of the first things I would change. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like it's like not a thing that I th- would advocate for as like I think this should happen, but if I could just change something to make something normal and like nobody can question it, you know? That would be one of the things I would choose. <laughs> because I, it would like it would be such a big entertainment entertainment factor from the standpoint of like you have to watch Draymond like subdue his own rage and like make sure that he doesn't get tranquilized. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a bit wild. I don't I don't know if I would enjoy that as much. I don't know. I think it, how would you not enjoy that? That would be hilarious. I don't know. I think that you, like you would rather just keep seeing Draymond Green like kick nuts and 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 just grab people however he wants and punch people in the face. No, I just would like to see him be punished properly. I don't think he needs to be like yeah, tranquilized. But, but I'm saying if you only get these two options, you know. Okay. <laughs> if I only, I feel like it's the guy that like has brought me entertainment doesn't need to get tranquilized, even though he does some really dumb stuff. I never, yeah. I didn't think going into this like pod when you said let's talk about Draymond. I did not think I'd end up on the I'm going to defend Draymond here for a second. <laughs> but no, the man does not deserve to be tranquilized while he's playing basketball for us to all have fun and watch. You know, um, it's getting to that point. It's pretty close. <laughs> if go if he would have kept holding on to Gobert until Gobert went out cold. Then that's a totally different story. He held on to him <laughs> way too long to begin well, with. It, it was way too long. But if Draymond a- would have like actively like, I wonder how far it would have had to go for Gobert to sue. I have he no might idea. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he probably has grounds to already. Like, there's no way that that was so uncalled for. Like that, if like. If there was like a dictionary picture or video example for like just the term uncalled for like that that would be right up there uh probably yeah that's that's fair um <laughs> but yeah uh but it didn't help uh not having clay and draymond warriors uh they're already stepless yeah yeah they lost that game not to a big shock of anybody uh and also kind of just a bunch of l's being taken by the state of california yeah lakers have kind of got their lives figured out a little bit like kind of mm-hmm. uh i guess that, that could be another topic before we continue down this rabbit hole that is this episode do you have anything else you'd like to elaborate on the draymond rudy gobert i wish his real name was gobert not gobert but it's fine yeah uh, rudy gobert um, any anything else that you would like to add there's uh, I would outside say, of tranquilizers yeah i would say there's been a few opportunities for like a transition to this other topic that uh is like 
kind of not hand in hand, but it's a similar energy of like, you know, we would talk about Draymond Green. Should he not be allowed to play anymore? There's another guy who I feel like should, even more in the camp of, I don't feel like he should be allowed to play right now. Um, and he is playing. He just got back as his first game in over a season. It's I think 500 something days. Um, and so this is, was his first game just last night or two nights ago, actually. And that is Miles Bridges for the Charlotte Hornets, um, who, for those who don't know, committed domestic violence against his baby mama. I don't, th- I don't know if he's married to her, but um, the mother of his children, in front of his children also, by choking her, like legit choking her, not, not just like Draymond's like RKO WWE move, but like legit, you know, hands around throat type of situation. And um, he basically is... He's uh I feel like he's getting out of this situation a bit too easily because of his status as an NBA player, which is wild. Yeah. Wild. Cuz it's not like there's never an okay type of anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like that's the that is the outside of straight up murdering the person, that's like the that's the top. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and there's video of it. Everybody it's like it's just crazy to me that it's like he got charged for it. But how, how, what, I don't understand the whole legal things of like how he's allowed to play right now. But at one point, you know, we were recording an episode a few weeks ago. It sounded like his situation was getting worse for him. Like he was, because he was violating the restraining order um, that his, that person had, the victim had against him. Um, So it sounded like he was actually going to prison or something. But I guess not. He's on a basketball court and getting like a rather, positive reaction from the crowd in charlotte which is a little unsettling but yeah that's how i feel about that i just feel like it should just be it's a situation that i just wish wasn't in the league right now you know well it's more of the thing for me is like the precedent it sets yeah all of these things are wrong and you're kind of a garbage human if you think they're fine Mm -hmm. throwing that out there yeah josh primo got more aggressively treated than miles bridges oh yeah got straight up waved Right away. What Josh Primo did, terrible. not good. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Terrible. Uh-huh. But also not proven. <laughs> There's not, okay. There's not I'm, video evidence I'm just of what it saying. Like, I'm yeah. not saying, I'm just saying that in comparison to this other one, that is, like, 100% proven. And then, like, everyone would argue that, like, while one is bad, one is really bad. Yeah, one is worse. And the one that's worse has video evidence uh-huh. and he's still playing basketball. Yep. He's a better player than Josh Primo. But like, mm-hmm. there's just, I'm just like, really? Really? What is going on? And Adam yeah. Silver talked about it. He's like, we have been consistent on these types of things. I didn't see the entire interview. It was with, uh, I don't even remember it was. Maybe the fan out of Charlotte. Mm. Well, I, I guess he's kind of right there where they've been consistent. But just the wrong kind of consistent. Just in yeah, the worst like with, way. With the KP thing, while like w- back when he was still on the Knicks. And like just there's some examples. But like all of those situations were just alleged. You know? Like, I don't Derek think, Rose. Like young yeah. Derek. I don't mm. even know if he was in charge at that point. Yeah, I don't think he was. I, I, I don't think KP ever got charged criminally. It was just like. Allegations. Allegations, yeah. So it's like a different for him to say that that's like this. They're keeping the same precedent. It's like, well, this is a different situation than those ones. 
Also, did Rudy Gobert really say that uh, Draymond Green tried to put me to sleep, but it wasn't a good enough chokehold? Um, I didn't hear that, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> He's grabbing me. He's gra- uh, but the choke wasn't good enough. Yeah, it was enough for me. It wasn't enough for me to really have to go to sleep, but he tried. He tried really hard, but it wasn't good enough where I felt like I was really in danger of falling asleep or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's like like throwing trash talk or like genuine like no like he I that's think he was trash talking. Yeah. I think he was trying, but he he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of funny, honestly. Oh man, we're gonna live in a world in like fifteen years where they both retire. They're gonna bite. They're gonna do a box or something. Yeah. Oh, that well, that would be insane. I it think would be ugly because Rudy Gobert would just be like ginormous. Just foosh. Like, as, as monstrous of a man that Draymond Green is in comparison to, like, a normal human no, being. No, he's, like, a giant human, normal person. Yeah. And Rudy Gobert, Gobert is a is giant like, among giants. It's, like, another step up. Like, equal step up. <laughs> uh, so, that that would be interesting. Uh, but It also is weird to think. I didn't realize Draymond was that short. 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah. Like, that's tall. Like, but I'm 6'3". Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, it doesn't... It doesn't feel like Draymond is would only be three inches taller than his, I am. His the envelope of his body is much bigger though, because he's yes, like he, is, he has a seven two wingspan. Yeah, I don't have that. I think I have a normal whatever my height is wingspan. Yeah. I'm a square, not a rectangle. When I put my arms out, yeah, you're not like uh, JJ Redick with a negative wingspan. I don't think I have a negative. I'm pretty right. sure I don't. Apparently, ever since they've started measuring wingspans, JJ Redick and Desmond Bain are the only two players who have played in the NBA with a negative wingspan. Hmm. Which is interesting. Also, we've, we give shout-outs to podcasts that we listen to a lot. I don't give enough love to Old Man and the Three. That is A-tier content. Yeah, it is a great podcast, honestly. He asks really good questions, and his producer is one of the funniest people to ever breathe oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about people that are worth following on Twitter. Uh-huh. Jason Gallagher. Jason Gallagher is that guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, that's a whole lot of smoky, tready, dark, gross waters. But if you do something terrible that a normal person can't do, just because you're an athlete and a giant human, should be able to do it. Yeah. I feel like that's everyone can agree on that, right? Yeah. I, I At every sport, so. football, uh-huh. basketball. Heck, you can be a great F1 driver, but if you beat your wife, you're a piece of garbage. You yeah. shouldn't be able to drive. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so I guess moving on to that other topic you, you were bringing up, which was the state of the yeah. California teams, which are usually California. a powerhouse. Yes, they the, all yeah. suck at basketball. That's not true. The Lakers have flipped it around since I thought of this a little bit. Yeah. They've like been getting better slowly. They're above 500, which they weren't. When I first, I think it was like right after last week's episode, I kind of thought about like, okay, what are some dealios we're seeing here? And Warriors haven't looked great because they were Stephless for a little bit and yeah. still are, I think. Yep. Yeah. Now they're Draymondless. Which is bad, but not the same level. Um, not to the same level, but it might be the second most important player. Yeah. Either him or Wiggins. And Lakers have kind of figured things out a little bit, but outside of the Kings, who I think are right where everybody expected them to be, just that like good team that's not necessarily going to beat great teams, but they're not going to lose to bad teams. Yeah, it's kind of where everybody had them slotted in at. Yep, still light in the beam. They're seven and four, and uh, the Clippers are terrible. Yeah, they have been. I think they're on an upward trajectory though in their past couple games. They finally won one two nights ago. Yeah, just the other night. Won one with James Harden. We talked a lot about the Clippers struggles, I guess, last episode. We did, yeah. Um, we you can talk about their upward trajectory a little bit, but I feel like showering some love to uh. Actually, 
I was going to say, yeah. the Clipper, Clippers are a team that doesn't usually get a lot of love. So Let's talk about the Clippers more. I don't want to talk about the Lakers at all. Yeah. Um, or, the, or the Warriors, really. Yeah, both of those are teams that we don't we need to talk about. We can talk about the Kings, about. though. Yeah, Kings are great. So we'll talk about Kings a little bit more, but Clippers first. In that Nuggets game, we won that game by the grace of God, honestly. Um, there was a lot of moments down the stretch where, like, honestly, Ty Lue, what in the world was he thinking that, like, in that game, if you watch it, Zubats was guarding Jokic better than anyone has guarded Jokic in the past, like, two years, probably. Ye- years. Yeah. Like, doing it without fouling much, it was just... Taking away the passes, but also not letting him just be like, if you make me shoot, I'll shoot. Like, yep. it was just... And just, without without Murray, you know, Jokic was much had much more of the mindset of I need to post up, get to my, you know, get your shots. But like Zubats is just a huge like he's one of those guys that I feel like people don't bring up enough as like the biggest guys in the league. Like he is huge. He's like a legit like seven one, got really long arms. He's bigger than Jokic is. He's a like a step up from Jokic for sure. He's like Embiid size. And maybe even way, he might weigh more than Embiid, to be honest. It um, feels like he'd have more heft. He's one of my favorite all-time 2K players. Yeah. Because, you know, when you, like, just, like, set progression to crazy randomly, one guy will become, like, just oh. the best player in the league. Yeah. And, and one of my uh, – I picked him up randomly in one of my Celtics dynasties, probably. <laughs> and he yeah. turned into, like, Shaq. And yeah. it was just like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so he was playing really good defense on Jokic, just making things tough for him. I think that was Jokic's worst shooting night of the season. So, like, in the minutes without Zubats on the floor, for some reason, this is what I wasn't liking about the Nuggets attack. They would go to a couple times with Jokic, like, posting up. It was like they were going to Jokic posting up against Zubats early in the game, and it wasn't working. And then they were like, okay, let's just stop going to this, even in the minutes when Zubats not on the floor anymore. But there, in a few possessions that they did do it, it was like easy money. Like Jokic was getting anything he wanted against Kawhi. PJ Tucker was doing an okay job on him, but still he was, it's not like Jokic is going to score on PJ Tucker. But then the Nuggets just weren't going to that quite enough. There was too many possessions of just like, oh, MPJ, just take this contested three and not even get the ball to Jokic inside. Down the stretch of the game, I think it was because Ty Lue was liking how the small lineup was working because when they would go small, most of those minutes were without Jokic on the court. So they were going against our bench, which is awful. And they were going small without Zubat, so all wings. And that was working pretty well. But I think it's not just because they were going all wings. I think it was because they were playing against a team without Nikola Jokic. And so then even in the fourth quarter, when they brought back Jokic to finish the last stretch of the game, they didn't put Zubats back on the floor. They just kept him on the bench and they were still going all wings. And I, I was mad at the Nuggets for not capitalizing on that more because I was like, you know, at any minute they could bring Zubats back in. And I think they just need to take advantage of this, these minutes while he's not on the floor, just get the ball to Jokic inside. They weren't really doing that, but uh, they were doing it just enough uh, over the course of those minutes to, to like build a little bit of a cushion. And then on one of the last possessions of the game, they finally bring Zubats back in to get a stop against Jokic. It ultimately didn't end up changing the outcome of the game because, you know, they should have done it a lot earlier. But uh, there was a time in the game, uh, late in the game, when it showed Kawhi, I think, was the one guarding Jokic on a post-up. And Jokic just got whatever he wanted. Like, I think he put up the ball, got his own rebound, and, you know, was just... He was like the, a man amongst boys, you know, type of thing. And then it pans over to Zubat sitting on the bench, and he's just, just like shaking his head, like looking like, why am I not in the game? <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. I also like, there's moments where I feel like Ty Lu is like a top four or five coach in the NBA. And then there's moments where I'm like, Ty Lu, are you even good at coaching? 
I'd agree. I think it's just that what he's really good at is just trying different things. But like I've said in the past, I don't know if he knows, like has a good brain of like deciding or predicting which things will be good. He just tries things and whatever works. Isn't start. scared to try stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he, when he can tell if the thing is working, you know, and like he just needs the actual proof of concept in order to use it again type of thing instead of like theorizing. Yeah. That's what it seems like, at least. Because he was like, oh, the all wing lineup is working rather well. Let's keep going with this. And then the Nuggets bring back in a seven foot Serbian two time MVP who just won the championship. And it's like, oh, that's not working as well anymore. <laughs> you should have saw that coming. Shocker. But yeah, so that's the my, that's the Clippers rant. I'm glad that uh, they ended up doing that in that game. But James Harden was looking better. There was a few possessions in there where it was like, this is exactly why I was like, this is going to be a good trade for the Clippers, you know, when other people didn't think so. Like, there was a few possessions where it was like, this is what it should look like, where it was this like... the ideal situation yeah. of it, yeah. Where it was like Russ penetrating, putting pressure on the rim, kicking out to James Harden. And then James Harden is like attacking a closeout, makes that extra pass like over to Paul George for an open three, you know, like stuff like that. It's like that it's unguardable when you have all of those guys on the court. Those guys with as much crap as a lot of the, those guys get, I feel like all of them have like high IQs. They understand yeah. how basketball works, mm -hmm. even though all of them outside of Kawhi also have moments where everybody's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, but they all like know basketball. So yeah. when they all are doing like this thing and they're just this machine, you're like, how, what do you do? Yeah. Unless everyone is like all NBA defense, but even then it like, doesn't matter mm -hmm. because the right thing to do would be, Oh, help with the rush penetration. Oh, get back out to help Harden. But mm -hmm. then if Harden does the right thing and flips it to George or whoever it goes to, like yeah. the ball just moves where it needs to be. And you're just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And, um, the thing is like, what would be really scary if like they could unlock that on a consistent level is like I think the thing that's keeping them from that is none of those guys are used to playing that role or playing that way that like a lot of the role players on the Nuggets play, for example, where it's like they're always attentive and, and moving and cutting off ball and like knowing how to fill. Like there's like a f type of feel for the game that that type of player has that Russ and Harden and those players just have never had to have. Cause they, yeah, because they haven't had to because they're the guy that's like, okay, play my defense. Where's yep. the ball? Uh-huh. And then they get the ball and... And know, then they either score or they pass to score. Uh-huh. There's uh, not as much of the playing off of somebody who's who has the Going ball to do that, yeah. Yeah. So It's they, probably Harden that has the most experience doing that. Honestly, yeah. Which seems wild because he's the most, like, in-your-brain guy that would do that the least. Yeah. Actually, no, that's, that's being disrespectful I mean, to every single Spurs year for Kawhi. That's true. Uh, yeah. Like his entire time at the Spurs was essentially being yeah the up perfect, until like the very end like but yeah yes. still he had still he had Aldridge though Marcus um, was getting a lot of touches but like all those like Spurs years where he won stuff and was just that guy he had needed to like that's what he needs to be for the Clippers for the Clippers to be the best they can with that roster just like d turn it back and do the same things you did just to the higher level that you can do them to now yeah. Uh, oh, and that reminds me of something that we've talked about in the past about how, like you, you've said before something about how Kawhi was like, I don't remember how you phrased it, but like he was more than just like, more than just like him, the fact that he defended LeBron well, like for getting that finals MVP. Yes. Apparently he was 
uh, sixth man. He wasn't even he didn't even start that series. Oh wow! Like him and Andre Iguodala are the only two Finals MVPs in history given to players that were coming off the bench. So what was the five then? It must have been. I think Manu was in it. Must have uh, started he, instead of being the sixth man. Yeah, Tony. I just always assume that Ginobili's the sixth yeah. instead of not being. Not that mm-hmm. he doesn't. Well, I think he's, we've also talked about this before. He's just like so much better than everybody thinks he is because of the role he played. He might've been the second best player on the Spurs and he was the sixth man for a lot of those years. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just weird. Yeah. And it also, works so well, but it's just weird. The the great, the what's unbelievable and just like the coolest thing about that whole thing is apparently Popovich, like he never told Gobert, or told uh, Gobert, he never told Ginobili that he had to come off the bench. Like the entire time it was, are you okay with this? We feel like this would be deadly. It would be like a really good game plan, but we don't want to make you do this because you're that good of a player. Like we're not going to ask you to actually come off the bench. It's just if you want to. That's wild. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he just was like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Yep. <laughs> we'll be better because of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, that's crazy. very sacrificial. Um, well, because he's like the second best player on the Spurs, but like, if he gets the right looks, like how often is he a top 10 guy in the NBA? Yeah. Like honestly. if he gets the volume that a starter would being the number one option on just a different team. Yeah. I mean, he eviscerated the 2004 <laughs> Olympic team, U.S. Olympic team. Which is just a bunch of guys that are that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Unsung Heroes. Yeah, for sure. But He's I not think... really unsung. He's getting a lot more flowers like a decade Post. after the fact. Yeah. Being like, that's what made that team nuts. Like, yeah. yeah, Tim Duncan, one of the best of all time at his deal. Tony Parker, elite. But also, just letting a guy that could, like, start for every NBA team, just yeah. letting him run around against twos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, something else about that, like, how he's his career has aged pretty well, I think a, a huge part of why is because of these guys coming into the league now, like, how influential he actually was. Because there's guys like... Shea Gilgis Alexander and um, Austin Reeves, for example, who are both guys that are like, there's a lot of similarities, like type of things that they've definitely, yeah, definitely taken from the Ginobili preset. So, you know, a lot more people are like recognizing and bringing him back up in conversations because of those guys, you know, guys that do things like, oh, that's how Ginobili did it. And you're like, Mm -hmm. that's not just not a normal name that you see. It's, oh, everybody does. It's just like the two blueprints now when you'd think it'd be like, kobe and somebody it's kobe and ginobili that just doesn't feel like what it should be but that's what it is yeah like uh it's kind of like the the, you know that video like those videos of putting like they splice together jordan making moves like scoring like highlights and then like him finishing like the exact same type of move you know um i feel i don't know if they there is one but you could definitely make one of those with ginobili and shea gil just alexander sga you could definitely make one of those videos with them you know how we've been talking about Manu, if he would play today or if he played on his own team, he could be, you know, what could he Regarded be? Regarded higher, higher than he Honestly, was. we might be seeing what he would have been it's through Shea. Shea. Yeah, we're seeing that play out now, possibly at least. Like a low-end top 10 player that, depending on the night, could be the best player on the court no matter who's on the other side. Yeah, Which exactly. Is just what, yeah, just what ifs are like a, the worst part of sports, but also the best. Yeah. Like the what ifs if Derrick Rose's knees were like super bionic and could do anything. Mm-hmm. But then also the like, that's the bad side because you don't get to see that. But then the good side of what ifs are like, what if this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if this guy who was on in a winning culture, one of the best teams of all time played for a bad team? 
you yeah. know, type of thing. But yeah, just the way Shay has, is like how crafty he is. Like, cause I, I feel like a lot of people, when they watch Shay, it's hard for them or it's hard for some people, like just general people to understand what makes Shay so good. <clears throat> and what it is, is just like the craftiness of like how he, it's like the leading driver in the league the best at like driving to the rim, but he's really not that athletic. Like, it's not like he's not a great athlete. It's not he, a like, detriment, but it's not what makes him be in the league. Yeah. Like exactly. there's guys where I am here because I am an athlete. Yeah. And then there's guys that are, I'm a basketball player, but not an athlete. He's like probably pretty close to the middle. If he yeah. doesn't lean more, I'm just a really, really good skills side of basketball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Really crafty around the rim and just his footwork at like the way he gets around people and uses like the extra step, like the, you know, what Ginobili is the one who popularized the Euro step. And also like the like just flip shots and he does a little bit of the like the Steve Nash thing where he takes off with the wrong foot every once in a while for a layup just to throw off the timing of shot blockers. Like just little things like that is just like. But that matters when you have like to this level of what's the guy we bring 80, one of the best timing. Yeah, it's whether it's because he was he just I don't know why he's so good at it, but just something in his brain just can calculate. I Mm -hmm. need to do this now. Yeah. Guys like that, that just messes everything up. Uh-huh. Uh, like, Shay's a guy that could drive into Gobert and, like, somehow make it work. Yeah. Uh, not every time, obviously, but that's just, like, a battle. That would be mm-hmm. fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to see. That's overtime. Take your best shot blocker and your best layup maker, 10, or we'll go nine opportunities, whoever wins. <laughs> that's overtime? Is that what, okay, yeah. Or maybe that would be, be like interesting. A, maybe should that be, a, like, a skills challenge? All-Star Weekend? Yeah. That would be fun. What 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 could you like call it? I gotta gotta think of like some fun, clever words. Meet me so, at the rim. Meet me at the rim. But then that would be, insinuate dunking. Hmm. Oh well, yeah, I guess. But what would be? What's like a fancy word for fancy layups? Jelly. Jelly. Crap. I mean, that is what people call it, but jelly. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to let this simmer <laughs> more. Yeah. Because well, uh, we're you're listening right now to the Hoop Theory podcast. If you didn't know this, we are theorizing how we're going to save All-Star Week because it sucks right now. And if you don't think it does, you are either eight or you've never actually watched all of it. There's, there's mm-hmm. no in between. It's terrible. The All-Star yeah. game is like kind of fun, but not really because mm-hmm. it's not even a game anymore. It's just like horse without the letters. <laughs> the draft was kind of fun last year and Mac McClung's po- dunk contest is pretty good. But like but that, that's an outlier, though. I don't know if that will happen again. It won't. Yeah. Because like. We had such a crazy... We were, like, so blessed with those three dunk contests of Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine mm-hmm. that we didn't realize that that was the end. We're never seeing that again. Yeah. Just that level of just, like... Yeah, for those people that just started watching the NBA, Zach Levine used to not be looked at as that good of a basketball player. He was, like, a project piece that had insane hops and played okay defense. That's all he did. Defense was part of the Zach Levine thing. Yeah, potential, I think. I don't know if he ever was like a realized defender. He played for the Timberwolves, for those yeah. that don't know. Uh, and he was an insane dunker. And that was yes. like it. And then <laughs> he chose to, he wanted to be a better player. So he said, I'm not going to do the dunk contest this year. And then tore his ACL. Yeah. The, like it was the same year when he started doing like more things. Yeah. Also, the, the Tim, to be fair, the Timberwolves were not a very properly run organization and they were using him in an interesting way, trying to use him as the starting point guard. And Which I he, think has made him a better player. Yeah, like, I do. I agree. It not helped his it was, career in the long run. Yes. Him alone. No one mm-hmm. else that was a part of the Timberwolves situation was helped. 
But yeah. Zach Levine is a more well-rounded basketball player because they said, play point guard or else. Yeah. I'm also, if uh, anybody's wondering why I keep looking to my left, I've got the Celtics-Grizzlies game on. It is too close. The Grizzlies are angering to me. Or maybe it's just the Celtics that anger me more. They just hmm. never win, like, comfortably. Definitively. But they Other always... than that one Pacers game, right? Oh, well, yeah, where they murdered everyone. But Yeah. Like, I think it was the Pacers, right? Yeah. I mean, and they were in, like, control of the second Sixers game the whole game. But, like, they just let teams take them down to the wire. And it's just stressful to me. Like, yeah. the Raptors, we only beat them by three. Yeah. Come on. Like, not disrespecting the Raptors, but they're not... You're not missing anybody, are you? Oh, Jalen Brown and K- KP might have not been playing that game. Oh, okay. That was also my favorite part of that Sixers game. Jalen Brown and Chris Tapps did not play, and we won by 10. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Jalen was back, and KP was back. Okay, I'm stupid. I was going to say, I, I don't remember. I also wasn't really paying attention to that game. I was, like, working on stuff, editing that 76ers one. I had it playing on in the background, though. I looked up at the score a few times, and I noticed that the Celtics were pretty in control for most of it. There was a couple um, times when the Sixers kind of cut into the Celtics had a big lead after the first quarter, then Sixers kind of kept just bumping into that, like, tie and then Celtics would pull away, which is what you like to see. But yeah, anyway, um, California teams. Do we really have time for that? We like touched on the Clippers. Lakers have got their stuff figured out. They just had a really rough kind of open. Yeah. I think they won how many in a row now? Oh, they've only won um, one in a row. The Lakers? Yeah. Yeah, but they their record has been getting better overall. Like they started off like three and five, I want to say. Now they're seven and six. Yeah, they've they've kind of get, gotten the ship righted. Yeah. Anthony Davis took a couple games off. LeBron's whole 29 minutes gone out the window because of Kablamo. Yeah. We're not doing been. that. Yeah. Also, let's give some love to LeBron. To yeah, honest. always should be. I don't know why we don't more. Yeah. He's having a ridiculous start to the season. Uh, being, how old is he? 38? Yeah. 38, yeah. going to turn 39 in the season, right? Yeah. In December. 21st year of his career in a row, too. It's all consecutive. Yeah, I'm, I just want to, I guess we weren't planning on talking about this at all, but just the whole GOAT debate. Being on Facebook, posting my reels on Facebook, you know, I, I, I've been spending more time on there than I have in a long time. Yeah. Um, And see, I'm seeing more basketball related things on there. And all like basketball talk on Facebook is like only Jordan versus LeBron stuff. Like, I feel like all of, like Facebook people are, you know, like suburban dads for the most part yeah. that like hate LeBron James with a passion. Um, yeah, I think LeBron's going to retire the GOAT. I genuinely think he's going to do it. I, I'll put it this way. If you're talking who has had the greatest career in NBA history, I kind of think it is LeBron. I would also go a step further. Who do you think has had a... Because the thing is, Michael Jordan's impact, quote unquote, on basketball is like guys that said MJ was my guy are like going away. Well, yeah, I mean, that just happens with time. That just happens with time. But, like, my point is, all the guys that would have said MJ, like, stopped and were like, oh, Kobe's my guy. Like, Kobe was the guy for a lot of people that you thought would have been MJ. They, like, skipped MJ and went right to Kobe. But that's just because kids, yeah, it's just kids growing up didn't see Jordan playing. So how can he be their guy, you know? That's fair. I just know that we haven't really seen anybody go, like, LeBron's the guy for me. Oh, yeah, we've seen a lot of people do that. That's, uh, That's one of the more... Well, it's got to be like that and I, Kobe are the biggest I answers. I worded that atrociously. We have just started seeing guys going like oh. in in mass. LeBron is my guy. Yeah, like our age of people, our age yes. group is like that. Sorry, I should have sure. I worded that extra. It's not like we're to the tail end of like 
there's still guys playing like sixth grade basketball now that are like, I'm going to play like LeBron. Yeah. So there's still like another 20 years in the tank of guys being like, who did you want to do a game after? LeBron James. Yeah. And LeBron, I think, will probably end up a coach somewhere, probably doing something. Doing something. He'll yeah. own a team, probably. Mm-hmm. He, the things that I just think in the end, you'll look back and it'll, it'll be like, okay, once both guys are done playing and there's like, it might, it might just be LeBron. What is, what does that mean? He might be the GOAT at the end. When everything's said and done, dust is settled, he's out of the league for 10, 15 years, whatever you want to do. And you go back and just look as objectively as possible. His I, finals record will be hard to like, but I, I don't agree with that. That's not the knock on like the thing is like people say people like make a list of like they show like uh Jordan had six rings and six tries and then LeBron has three rings and nine tries because the bubble doesn't count even if you do count the bubble it's like was so you're saying Jordan wasn't trying the other nine years of his career no that's what I was saying like that's the thing that doesn't get brought up as often as it should is like yeah he's been there ten because we're gonna count the bubble. Right? Yeah. Is it 10 with the bubble? 10 with the bubble. Four he's been rings. there 10 times and he's played 21 seasons. Flip a coin. Tails, LeBron's not in the finals. Heads, <laughs> he is. That's <laughs> yeah. what the math is. Yeah. It is a legitimate almost, and I obviously it's not perfect, but... It was like eight in a row also. It's like essentially a coin flip. Is he there or is he not? The mm-hmm. teams changed. It wasn't the same core of guys that were familiar with each other going every time. He, I mean, some of it was, but not all of it. Exclusive, like... Yeah. It gets, it's just, like, it's the same thing with like, that. I did, fought this for Brady before everybody just acknowledged that Brady was just leaps and bounds over the guy in second place for best quarterback of all time. But like, there was just a stretch where it was like, flip a coin, heads Brady's in the Super Bowl, tails he's not. That's just mind boggling. Yeah, oh yeah, no, for sure. To, the, to have that level of just like, I'm that guy. Consistency, yeah. Not um, even consistency, because consistency at like a high level is fine, but the absolute highest possible level yeah, of consistency yeah. is just yeah i guess it's the same thing i just feel like consistency has like levels like if you're consistently slightly above average that's impressive because of the constant no but yeah consistently the best player in the world over and over and over yeah and over. i mean which jordan was too he and was also jordan has if you're saying at the the very very highest level i would say jordan has that because in the like all of the biggest moments of his career, Jordan has been far more consistent. He has. And I also think another thing is like when we look back, we'll look back and realize that like what a terrible era of NBA basketball in terms of people like that existed in the middle of LeBron's like run. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? How we talk about how is it 11 through 15, the dark years? Pretty much, yeah. Um, also, the late 2000s were in that. Tough. Uh, yeah. For the most part. Also, another this could be a different. I think NFL football is going through that right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, this is like kind of reading the tea leaves, but just like who's bad? Like, there's only like five quarterbacks that I would trade everything in my cabinet of things for. There's only like five out there. Go back. Is five that a thing years. that you would normally have more <laughs> trade yeah. everything for? Oh, let's go back to we'll just do 2014. Peyton what Manning. do you mean when you say trade everything for? I'm just saying, like, guys that would, like, them existing means you make the playoffs or higher just at the quarterback spot. That's less... And you just have replaceable-level players everywhere else on the team? Essentially. Okay. Guys that raise the floor like that crazy. Guys that, if you trade away all of your players, you can still fill your team with these roster guys because they're just available. Yes, because the quarterback's just that good. Yeah. 
But Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers isn't quite there. Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Stafford wasn't quite that level. Peyton Manning, like the list is just like going into like to a quarter of the league. There's not a quarter of the teams in the NBA that have a guy that could just like get rid of everyone else, put me there, we make the playoffs. That's like two, three people. In the NFL? In the NBA, right now. What? What are we talking about? I bounced in my brain and I probably didn't use the words outside. Anyway. Um, and you're talking about NFL, right? Yeah, and then I bounced to NBA. Saying that like the fact that at, at this random year I picked was 2014. There oh, was you're like, talking about NBA now. Yes, there was like eight guys, which is. Oh. Okay, 2014 <laughs> NFL quarterbacks. We can just cut this whole thing. Never mind. Wait, so are we talking about the NBA or are we talking about the NFL? I'm very confused. Both? 2014 what, NFL quarterbacks. There was like yeah. eight or nine quarterbacks that what are that What year level. of the NBA are we talking about? This year. And how many people did you say there were? That that you sell everybody and leave one guy and your team is still like a playoff team. Yeah. I thought like, you were saying that the earlier in the 2010s was like that for the NBA, not now. I'm just saying, I was trying to show how like crazy mountaintop 2000, mid 2010s NFL was. That like and, even oh, in a and, very healthy NBA. Oh, okay, yeah. I there's probably more than two. I think there's if you call like Ben Roethlisberger. I guess I don't, I don't know too much about football, but if you're putting Ben Roethlisberger in that category, then I'd think that you would like say there's Jokic, there's Giannis, there's you. If uh, Ben Roethlisberger is Tatum, like ish. Okay, so that's like five to six, seven, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's the same. Yeah. I'm just more depressed about like this year's football. There's like Mahomes. <laughs> no, I'm genuinely thinking. Yeah. Mahomes. There's uh, I'm trying to think too. Quarterbacks that I know are good. Not Josh Allen. Poop. Not too. Oh, early. really? Nope. Just bad this, Rogers, nope. this year. Well, but J- Josh Allen is a fraud. He is not. He is a crappy Brett Favre. Everyone else around him needs to also do spectacular things, and he's just the catalyst for amazing. But he's not enough to, like, get the ball. Hold on. How do I um, use correct words so it makes sense? Um, Josh Allen is, like, not bad, obviously, but he's not this level of elite crazy. He's overrated. That, yes, aggressively so. Joe Burrow, aggressively overrated. Um, Mahomes is the only guy that truly delivers on as advertised. And even then, he struggled this year. But the Mm. NFL is also very subject to ebbs and flows of the defense figuring out how to deal with what works offensively and vice versa. Yeah, no, I get you. I also just might be depressed that, like, the Tom Brady-Peyton Manning era of football is over. Yeah, I I mean, it's been over for a little while now, hasn't it? Peyton Manning retired in, like, 2018 or something. Yeah, but, like, the Brady still being there and Rodgers kind of, like, also oh. being that like old head type of guy. It's like the KD to the LeBron. Except if for, it's also crazy. How far do we think KD is from retiring? Do they retire the same year or in the same ballpark? KD and LeBron? Yeah. Like, is there a chance? Similar. Um, it's probably I, guess like, they're, they're I think there will be a few years removed, but that's going to be similar for Rodgers and Brady, right? Oh, but the thing that with Rodgers and Brady is Rodgers was like the draft class of 06 and Brady was 2000. So Rodgers would have to go five more years after this year. Yeah, to play the same amount. I'm not saying KD is going to play the same amount, but he's he's four years behind uh, LeBron. It is only four. You're right. Oh three to seven. Oh seven. Is it only two years in age then? 
three years in age. Three years in age. Yeah, Katie's thirty five right now. Just weird. Just mm. so weird. they're just a little bit closer in age than Brady and Rogers are. Yeah. Anyway, that was a whole totally useless, not really productive, and just more me figuring out that I can't talk and convey points. I was I just so confused on what. Like, That's fine because I'm also confused, and I was the one trying to make the point. Yeah. <laughs> um. No. Yeah, but I guess the last thing we'll talk about in today's episode is something we kind of started to go into last episode, but not from this angle quite because we started talking about Jokic being overrated like that narrative Mm -hmm. but the thing i'd like to talk about now is i'll just read Jokic's um stat lines thus far this year just won't skip anything i'll just read off what Jokic has scored in every single not scored but you know put up in each game so far this nba season points Um, do points rebounds assists and turnovers why i just feel like that's a good four more than points, rebounds, assists. You want like I feel like t- turnovers help. Show more. I suppose, but like, who does that? <laughs> it's you just mean, like just right now. Okay. Are you scared to bring up Jokic's turnovers? We can. It's just like scared po- he's gonna look overrated. I'm just kidding. It's just for everybody else who is just say points, rebounds, assists. You know, that's like the. That's the all bit. the good things he does. What about the bad? I'm not arguing that it's not a good idea to say things like that sometimes, but I'm you know just what? saying like we should change the narrative. You should always bring up turnovers. If quarterbacks passing stats say attempt or completions, attempts, yards, touchdowns, interceptions, we should bring up turnovers for basketball players more. Okay. I'm getting then, tired. This so, is all garbage. But like is turnovers more important than like field goal percentage? Mm, for a passer i disagree (laughs) turnovers are very like a marginal thing like it's not it just means if you're throwing more turnovers it's not necessarily a bad thing it might just mean that you're making more slightly more risky plays but like those plays have a higher uh reward also you know that is completely valid and i feel a little silly you know (laughs) um that's why like monte morris uh, I didn't think he was, he was a little bit overrated as a playmaker because people would say like, oh, his assist to turnover ratio is insane. He, just, he has six assists to every turnover. But I'm like, he he always makes the safe play. Like he doesn't necessarily hit the, you know, the Hail Mary type of type of moments or like the plays that are like, oh, that would have been a really good read because it might've been a little, a little touchy, a little dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, so looking at anyways looking at the box score for Jokic's game so far this season uh he's got 29 points 13 rebounds and 11 assists so that's the order I'm going in points rebounds assists 29 13 11 next game 22 12 and 7 28 14 and 5 27 10 and 11 25 10 and 3 33 14 and 9 28 16 and 9 35 14 and 12 35 13 and 5 36 21 and 11 32 16 and 9 26 16 and 18 pretty good yep um so that's that is pretty insane yeah not my mvp but pretty good not your mvp yeah Who's your Jason, MVP? Jason Tatum, for sure. Really? No, this is just my heart. Uh, I want it okay. to be so bad. Yeah. I want him to do it. I want him to just find... He's only... Tatum has only had one bad game, in my opinion, thus far. This yeah. season, and that was the first time he took on the Sixers. Okay. For Yeah. And you guys lost that one? Yeah. Because, yeah. of course, we did. 
But uh, in the past five games, Jokic is averaging 33, 16, and 11. Eh, it's mid. But uh, <laughs> anyways, the uh, so the people, these stat lines being posted on, on places on Twitter and stuff like that, I look at the replies. And obviously the most controversial replies are always going to be at the top because it's getting the most engagement. Yep. But uh, a lot of the replies that I see are things like, so when Russ does this, it's stat padding, but not for Jokic and like there's just that type of thing. I just want to talk about this because what he's doing is not the same thing that Russ did. It's just not. Russell Westbrook, just look up videos on, on YouTube of Russell Westbrook stat padding. You, he does things that you'll never see Jokic do. Jokic might, there's some times where it's like late in the game and we're up comfortably and he's like, oh, I just need one more assist for a uh, triple double. And then he just kind of stands there and waits for somebody to cut and pass it to them. But like, that's pretty innocent. I feel like for Russell Westbrook to completely make his, his center sacrifice every rebound on free throws. Like every single time there's a free throw, he's like, he's not like any other point guard who stands in the backcourt. He's on the free throw line, uh, which is just different. What's the reason he's down there? Oh, because he can get more triple doubles. <laughs> and and so he can um, not play defense on a lot of possessions. There's so many possessions of him just not guarding the guy he's supposed to guard. So he, he can just like leak into the paint as soon as a shot's going up, just hunting rebounds like that. <laughs> it's like not trying to win games. It's just trying to get triple doubles. Yeah. It's a different thing than what Jokic does. It just is. And also, the other thing I will add is one of these stat lines that people were saying that, oh, Russ did this too, but everybody you know discredits him. Uh, the thing was a picture of what Jokic is doing in points, rebounds, assists, and efficiency. It was either true shooting or, or field goal percentage or something like that. I think it was field goal percentage. It was like 58% uh, from the field. And it said, I don't think, or I never imagined anyone would be in the top 10 in all four of these categories. And then somebody was like, Russ did, and everybody called him stat patter. It's like, Russ was nowhere close to that in field goal percentage. <laughs> like, Russ did other three things, but on like 42% from the field. Like, that's not an exaggeration. I also think that Russ gets more slander than necessary. I wouldn't argue with that. But I but, think that using Russ as the thing to compare Jokic to is yeah. craziness. I agree. Um, Saying that, oh, Jokic is just, he's just doing the same thing that Russ did. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> this is different. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, he has almost 50 now on his career. Sambor doubles. So, like, uh, games where he has exactly is that what nine. Calling him? Yeah. Games where he has exactly nine assists and he has over 10 in the other two categories. He has, oh, he has 50 of those on his career. <laughs> Pretty good. Like, that's such a specific. I know that, like, he has more triple doubles than that, obviously, but that's including every number over 10. Like, this is just only when it's nine assists exactly, you know? E. So, yeah, that's that, crazy. Just, just e, kind of. And that's like an easy thing to stat pad. Yeah. That, that would be the easiest thing to just have 50 more triple doubles than he did. Exactly. To be like, oh, it, I have nine assists right now. Let's not leave the game. Let's stay in here until I get the 10th assist. And, like, the other thing also, this past game before the one tonight, he had 16 assists before the end of the third quarter. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. And his career high is 18, which isn't like insane. It's, it's really high, but like it's, it's not like the record, uh, you know, of like anybody. But the thing is, if he wanted to break his record, he would have done that. You know what I mean? He had 16 assists by the end of the third quarter. He didn't break his record. He just he got two more assists and didn't, you know, he tied 18. Could you imagine Russell Westbrook doing something like that? Having an entire quarter left to beat his record where he's like right there and he mm -hmm. just he just ties doesn't. it and, and doesn't. 
It is crazy to think he's never had 20 assists. Yeah. Which I, I, he definitely I, can. The fact that I just said that. Let's take a moment to percolate on that. Yeah. <laughs> I just said it's crazy to think that this center doesn't have 20 assists in a, in a game, game yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway. But I, th- I think it's the same reason why KD is like the best scorer of all time, basically, but doesn't have like his career high is 54 points in a game. You know, it's because those super high categories of like, like the, the highest scoring outputs or the highest assist outputs are guys are like, that just said, I don't care. I'm scoring. Once you get to, yeah, once you get to a certain amount, you're trying, that's what you're going for. You're trying to get as many of those as possible. There's guys like KD, there's guys like Bird, who doesn't have a super high uh, scoring output, like game high. He just but yeah, like, he just has a ton of them. But both those guys, that's what I was going to say, is both those guys could do that three times in a week and just yeah. be like, Bang. Same thing with Jokic. He could have, he, he probably, I think he might have the record for like most games in a row with 15 or more assists. That'd but be like, a thing to look into. But he, like, I, he, the thing is, that's very, uh, uh, he's definitely in that ballpark. Yeah, but he doesn't have more than eighteen assists on a single game, because he he doesn't care. <laughs> that that's why, it's not like trying to go out there and set any records. Yeah, he just so, does it, but like just, by product of his play. He is Nike. Just do it. Yeah, exactly. So that was my little Jokic rant that I saved for the end of the episode because um we don't need to do that every episode. Put it especially at the beginning. I think here at the end is a good place to put it. But yeah, I think that could be it for today's episode, honestly. Um, getting back to more of a normal length of episode, finally. Um, done done the last few, but... Um, We're getting back to it. For sure. So next week, though, we'll come at you with more content. I feel like we should probably revisit our power rankings, maybe, next episode, if you want to do that. Yeah, that feels um, like a good time to do it. Celtics won. Whew. Okay. Oh, nice. Nuggets did not. 102-100. Um, that is really close. Also... Yeah, I mean, I'll look at the box score later for that. But yeah, uh, anyways, that will be it for today's episode. Please subscribe, follow the feed on Spotify, do all the things. Uh, go over to patreon.com slash hoop theory. Buy me a coffee.com slash hoop theory. All of these links should be in the description of the show and episode wherever you're listening to this. And rate the show on Spotify also. Um, but yeah, that will do it. So stay happy, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you guys next episode. Peace!